You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Managemental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback, so please rate and review and leave us a comment on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, Mr. Mike Mowry. What's up, Mr. Blasco? How the hell are you? I'm good. Uh, uh, a little sideline topic here. Um, I was just, um, read before uh, we started, I was just reading through Brian Slagle's uh, book, and those that don't know, Brian Slagle is the... Uh, the owner and founder of Metal Blade Records, uh, who signed my first band when I was 15 years old. Anyway, he wrote a book called For the Sake of Heaviness, and um, he mentioned me in his book, and I thought that was cool. What, uh, specifically, what did he have to say about you? He, well, he was talking about, like, he's, he's talking about the, sort of the history of, of Metal Blade Records and its signings or whatever, and he talks about um, signing Cryptic Slaughter and how we were a little left of center of the majority of the metal stuff that he was um, signing at the time. But uh, but then he was like, and he's like, I never would have thought that you know one of the members of the band would go on to play for like Rob Zombie and Ozzy Osbourne and, and all this shit. And then like I guess that there was a lapse of time that we hadn't run into each other. And then when we did, I had to be like, oh, hey, dude, remember me? Like, I was a cryptic slaughter. <laughs> and he was like, holy shit. He's like, what are you doing now? And I'm like, oh, I'm just playing for Rob Zombie Nazi Osborne. He's like, holy fuck, uh, or whatever. So so it was just, I think it was just kind of interesting for him to like, you know, sign some band, you know, many, many years ago, like 30 plus years ago at this point. And then, um, and then one of those guys still stay in the metal in, in the metal realm, just climb the ranks as like a hired gun guy versus like the Slayer, you know, that he signed, you know, and stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that because I play soccer uh, pretty regularly, and you know, sometimes it's on weeknights, and a bunch of uh, other guys who play that live in my neighborhood, we all carpool, and you know, most of them are different professionals. One guy's a professor, one guy's like a physical therapist. Another dude's a librarian, and I think the other guy's like a stay-at-home uh, dad. But, but for you know, I'm always like on my phone while we're in the car, you know, texting somebody, whatever. And last night, we got into uh, you know the idea of like kind of what uh, you know what what makes musicians succeed. Um, you know, like what make they were asking me, you know, what's the difference between the bands that we all know of and the bands that, you know, essentially either you're managing or, you know, that we've never heard of. And one of the dudes used to play metal in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, you know, years and years ago. And he was like, he was like, is it just that, like, you know, you got to be 100% committed? And I used you as an example because I know we've talked about it. You know, it's like you've said to me, and I think you've said it on the podcast, like, you 
you were going to do music no matter what. Like, you were going to figure out a way, A, to play, even if it was just as a hired gun, which I don't mean just in a negative way, um, you know, but also to stay involved, obviously, managerially. So I just thought it was, yeah, I mean, I guess it, it kind of ties in. And when you mentioned the thing about Slagle, uh, pop that into my mind. Yeah, I mean, and, and, I, and, and it kind of part of this uh, episode, the reason why I mentioned it is because it, it all kind of ties in. And, you know, a lot of stuff that we talk about, like, you know, networking and, and, and whatnot, it's like, you know, like, this is a guy that, you know, that I pretty much owe my career to in a lot of ways, right? Not just because he signed my first band, like, that could have very much, like, just imploded when it did and that I could be, you know, working at a fucking car wash right now, you know what I mean? But, like, but I, beyond the fact that he signed my band, he put, he put Metallica and Slayer on the map. And without those bands in my life, I mean, you know, Black Sabbath and Motorhead only got me so far. But in terms of wanting to pick up an instrument and be in a band, like Metallica and Slayer, those were my bands that made me like go from just a fan to like an obsessed dude that had to just do that for a living, right? And and stuff. And so here's this guy, and I, I just, you know what I mean? I just kind of tie it all into like, you know, networking or whatever. It's just like I ran into this dude, you know, years later, whether or not I was in Ozzy's band or not, but still that relationship was there because, um, because you know, because it was just a cool situation and I, and, I, and I didn't burn it or anything, you know, while I was there and, and I was able to reconnect with them and, you know, and, and, uh, and it's just a cool thing. So I think, you know, the idea here is keeping, keeping those relationships open and being cool to people that are, you know, that are executives, that have signing power, that have some kind of power. If you're reaching out to these people, if you're, if you're working with them, if you're engaging with them, um, this episode is, is really about how to, um, how to do that uh, constructively in a way to where you can build those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And just as a side note, Brian Slagle is the man. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, A, he's successful, but B, he continues to, you know, be one of the industry favorites because, you know, I've had, I have had the pleasure of signing a band to, you know, Metal Blade via uh, Chris Santos' label, Blacklight, and gotten to know Slagle just a little bit. And I will say, for a guy who has done all that he has, he's still, you know, right there, you know, just one of us. That's what it feels like to me every time I hang out with him. You know, it doesn't... He's never saying, oh, hey, man, I signed Metallica and I signed Slayer, so, you know, bow down. Um, so, yeah, that's my side note. Sleagle's an awesome guy. He's the coolest. Uh, in the last episode, we talked about major labels and if they may or might, may not be a good fit for you. That was a pretty cool episode, so check it out if you haven't already. We love to hear from you guys, so please continue to write us at askblasco at gmail.com. This week, I wanted to discuss how to properly write an email to industry professionals like Mike and myself. Uh, this is going to be killer, so let's get mental. Um, so, Mike, so... Look, t today, th this is something that, like, I always think about and, like, I almost feel like I could do every episode on this because we get unsolicited emails on a daily basis. 
right? And and so many of them, I just go like, this is such an epic fail, you know? Like how? Because it's like think about because. We're, we're accessible now, right? In the digital age, people like you and I and people way more successful than us in the business are accessible. Whether you can find them on LinkedIn or on their social media accounts or like an info at, you know, bigcompany.com or whatever, right? Like, like everyone is relatively accessible. So just because someone is accessible via email or a, a Facebook message or whatever, right? Like you have to, I think that it's important to understand that if you're reaching out to someone that has something that you want, you need to put yourself in that perspective, right? Like just, just simply, because you can reach out to them, you have to reach out to them in a way to where you're offering something in return. It can't, because like, we're not in the favor business, you know? We're not in the build something because we, like, just because. Like, we're, like, the music business is a business, and business is structured around financial you know financials really at the end of the day and yes there is some leniency here in 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 that like there is passion about what we do and certainly you and I have have pulled in things with no money and no no real like potential vision that there would be any money because that is some of the risk that we take in in business right like that is our that is our risk and um and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't um, but the point of it is here today, I wanted to talk about a good example of an email to write to an industry professional and a bad example. And, and just, well, all right, I, I won't, uh, bury the lead. If you will, uh, we'll talk about bad examples, which I got one, you know, a glaring one yesterday that I am dying to talk about. Um, and it is a little bit funny. There will be some other stuff that I want to talk about related to email, such as when to reply all, when to move somebody to BCC. So that's stuff we can get into at the end. But if you're listening now, you know, stay tuned. There's a couple of additional protocols that, that I will, you know, drop that I think are, you know, pretty important to when you are dealing with the professionals like us. Yeah. So let's get into it. Here is a good example. Hi, Blasco. Now, just for starters, I just need to point out that he, this is a friendly opening. He mentioned me by name, right? I mean, that's, it sounds like, you know, it sounds so, you know, it sounds so obvious, but you'd be surprised. So, uh, moving on. My name is Michael, and I'm the front man of the hard rock progressive metal band, insert band name here, based in Los Angeles. I was speaking with Steve Rennie recently and your name came up as we were discussing the music business and managers who are innovating and succeeding on the heavy side of the industry. He recommended that I shoot you an email and then in parentheses and also says hi, by the way. Now, how awesome of an opening is that? That's really good. And it's so funny. Today's going to be one of those days. I was on the phone with uh, Steve Rennie just this morning. Uh, and if for those of you who are not familiar with him, we'll put a link in the show notes. But Rennie is an awesome guy, managed Incubus for a long time, and then went on to do a lot of stuff in the education sphere. Um, so 
uh, awesome dude. And that is a fantastic opening. The only way, can you think of any way that he could have done it better? Uh, not really because of and, it, and, and it's sort of a trick question. Sorry. The only thing that I think could have been even better was if he had Rennie intro you guys. Right? Yep. Like, like if Rennie dropped the email and copied him and said, hey, you know, here's Michael. Hey, Blasco, here's Michael. Wanted to introduce the two of you. And then he sent this email, you know, without the Rennie stuff, of course. That's the only additional thing that I think could have been better. Yeah. Well, let me, let's break it down. Let's break down the first, the first paragraph. He, in, he, he introduces himself as, as in this isn't some cut and paste email that he sends to every you know email address that he can find you know my name is michael i'm the front man and he describes his band right he puts his band name now down there where they're from the type of music that they are right which is good um and then he immediately drops a name of someone that he knows that i know so he's He's connecting the dots immediately because he knows that I value Steve and Steve's opinion. And Steve wouldn't turn this guy on to me if he thought he was an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. So, so, he, so he's already got me engaged within two sentences. Um, and, then, and then he goes on to offer a compliment. Like that, where he says, we were talking about managers who are innovating and succeeding. Now, look, I'm not going to pat myself on the back and say that I'm a successful innovator. But the point of it is, is that he offered me a compliment, which is also a very strong way to keep me engaged in the conversation that he's starting. Right. Um, that that's that's important. Um, and uh, and then he says he recommended I shoot you an email and he also says hi. So he's he's. He's, he's letting me know that he has an engagement with a friend of mine. These are all very important aspects in paragraph one. 110%? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 100%, absolutely, what are my go-to lines here? But no, I mean, he, like I said, he, I think he knocked it out of the park. Yeah. So. And then, so, second paragraph. Insert band name here. Has been building a strong audience, both locally and online, and then he puts in parentheses over 60,000 combined for the past several years. And with the recent release of our new fan funded and self produced album, followed by a packed house show as main support for, insert band name here, at the Glass House, and a sold out show at the Viper Room in LA, we are seeking a manager with which to partner in the expansion of our business. We have a well-established fan base and brand, a strong live show, social and digital media savvy, and are ready to continue working hard in all the aspects of expanding our business. I mean, dude, I want the name of the band and the links because if it's good and you haven't acted on it, I want in. You know what I mean? Like they are absolutely telling us the things that we want to hear. They've done work and they need somebody to come in not to do the business, but to help them expand their business. Correct. And like, here's some key, key things to point out here. Now look, 60,000 combined, you know, social media following is not like, you know, it's not the greatest, right? but it is, but they, they have taken the time to build a base, right? And here's some important things to point out. Fan funded and self-produced album. That to me stands out as so glaringly obvious that it's like, 
oh, okay, here's here's a band that has you know taken the bull by the horns and is not afraid to uh, take the time to experiment. And you know they obviously they obviously have a guy that you know can can work their way around Pro Tools. They have a guy that can work their way around the, the keyboard and can figure out a way to fan fun an album and and produce an album. Like these are the types of things that we look for. You know. Yeah, totally. And and I you know you do make a good point. Okay, sixty k combined, and it's like, what are those platforms? You know, if they're adding up ten different platforms and none of them has anything really going on then maybe that's something that they need to continue to build. But I think you and I would like to see those links, which I'm imagining will be in, you know, later in the email or in the EPK, which I know that they've included. Um, And really what we want to see from there is, is there engagement on there? Is there activity and people actually engaging them, you know, on their socials? Totally. Um, and uh, and then he talks about the shows, you know, and that they're and that they're sa- digital media savvy, um, and and also too, like, and you pointed out uh, th- this sentence here: um, we are seeking a manager uh, to partner in the expansion of our business, and 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 that's the thing, man. It's just like to acknowledge the fact that this is a partnership, to acknowledge that this is a business, and and I like the word expansion as opposed to. Can you do all the work for me? Because I think that's what managers do. <laughs> you know? Well, totally. I mean, I think, you. well, I know we'll go into bad examples, but we get a lot of, we've got all these things, you know, 15 passenger van, you name it. All we need is you to come in and create the opportunities or create the business. That's what I really liked to hear in their email was expansion of our business. We're doing things right. And what we need is somebody who can help us you know, expand that, grow it, do all the things that you and I know how to do. Yep. And then he wraps it up like this. At your convenience, I would love to discuss the possibility of working together in the future. You can hear our music and find out more about the band from the links below. If you have any questions, please let me know and I'll be happy to provide more info. And then he goes on. Here are some of the top tracks from our two albums. He puts a bit.ly link. Uh, as well as our EPK with songs available for download. He puts a link and then he signs off. Thanks for your time, Michael. And then he put he puts links and underneath links, he you know puts direct links to all his social media profiles. This is awesome, man. I'm, in, I'm engaged, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm responding to this guy. I'm looking at the links. I'm see, you know what I mean? For nothing else, man, like I'll, I'll at least throw the guy like some, you know, like a sit down or like offer up some advice or like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're quite there yet because you got to fine tune these few elements or whatever, but I like what you're doing here. Keep doing more of that. And I don't like what you're doing here. Do a little less of that. But the point of it is, is this is a proper way to write an email to an industry professional that will probably more than likely get a response. Yeah, completely. And, you know, this is a lot of the stuff that we cover in a couple of my classes on the coaching platform. You know, 60 Days to Signable not only talks about how to get, you know, that intro that I was talking about or to at least drop this type of name, but also to make sure that your EPK and all of your, you know, relevant assets are in the place where someone like you, when you do go to look at it, you're going to take it seriously. Um, so this guy didn't have to take the course, or maybe he did. Um, 
and I would agree. I mean, this is this is a fantastic email. I almost never get emails like this. No, you know what kind of emails you get? Ones like the bad example that I'm about to read. Starts off like this. To whom may concern? All right, first of all, I can already tell you could give two fucks because you can't even proofread that it should say to whom it may concern. But even that, I don't, I'm not, I'm not reading any further than that because you didn't even put in two ounces of work to find out my, like my name and how hard could that be? Like, I mean, seriously, man, like you Google mercenary management, my name comes up. <laughs> yeah. Well, totally. And even if you can't take that step, the, the, to, the to whom may concern is like, we're deleting it right then and there. Yeah. yeah I'm reading, I'm reading no further other than to save it for a bad example for the podcast. Um, so then his email goes on like this. I'm looking for some form of management and or manager to help my band, uh, band insert band name here, get further within the industry. We are starting to realize the things we need or want to do is at a dead stop due to the lack of knowledge and resources. Hopefully we hear from you guys soon. And that's it. Doesn't even sign it. Nothing. Was was there any links or anything like that, or just nope, just the band name? Yep. All right, that is probably the second worst email. Um, although this guy that I'm going to read the email, he knows me. Um, you know, we've got a little bit of a relationship, so uh, so I'm going to give him. A, a bit of a break. If he didn't know me, this would absolutely be the worst email ever. It says, Hey Mike, I'm in the process of shipping this. I can see this doing very in all caps. Well, let me know what you think unmixed slash mastered. And then he sends a Dropbox link. Um, so I don't know. What do you think? Is that, is that better or worse than the example that you used? I mean, it's the same because it's the same problems. It's like, well, I mean, like, here's the thing. And this is, this would be, I understand that as a musician, you get very excited, right? Whenever you hear your own music back for the first time, there's a completed track. You're very pumped about it. You think it's the, it's the best music that's ever been made, right? And you want people to hear it because you want people to share in your excitement. I get that. But Musicians need to learn uh, patience and patience is very helpful because whenever, don't, you cannot send an unmixed, unmastered track to, like, it's like, it's like the equivalent of sending like a demo, like well, back well, in the day. Dude, it's, dude, it, it gets even worse um, because there's a dialogue here and, you know, I don't know if the guy listens to the podcast. He's a very nice guy and a likable guy, but my response was shipping or shopping question mark because you could be shipping it you could have manufactured i guess uh you know unmixed and mastered uh cds and you're shipping them i don't know where you're shipping them you know so i'm like what is it this guy has played in bands uh multiple bands i know he's been involved kind of managerially with a few bands so i'm like what band is this right like give me some context so, you know, he responds, gives me some more information. I say, I'll check it out, you know, kindly. He responds the next day, 
you know, did you have a chance to check it out? I said I didn't. I go to open it. Can you guess what is in this Dropbox? <laughs> can you guess? Is there any chance you can guess? Uh, it's music. It is music. Oh, but I was going to say it wasn't even yeah. that. Yeah. No, it, no, no, no. I, I, I don't have any idea. Okay. There's one track. Band name, EP, dot MP3. That's it. I say, is it just one MP3? Can you send it as multiple tracks? Sadly, we didn't have the funds to fully pay off the producer, which we're working on right now. So he can't single-handedly send them all as single tracks yet. But then he gives me the breakdown of where each one starts, um, which just cracks me up. And then an hour later, I have a 365-day plan for it if you'd like to set up a call. And then, you know, four hours later, and mind you, I was in, you know, a three-hour meeting with one of the bands that I work with. You know how it is, phone calls, you name it. So four hours later, I haven't even had a chance to look at my emails. He just says, hey, just following up. Like, I, I you know, like I don't even want to go in and listen to it now. Ugh. Yeah. So I hate to throw the dude under the bus because, again, he is a nice guy, but I'm hoping that he, if he is listening, he'll take something away from this, which is this was not a good I, – I, had he sent it in the form of a good email, and, again, since he already knows me, he could have just come in with, you know, any sort of compliment, like you said, sort of, you know, set the tone, make it positive, and then, hey, here's our new stuff – and he could have waited until they had paid the dude off. I mean, how are you shopping a one-track thing to anybody? A one-track of five songs no one in this business will listen to. No one that's worth anybody. So um, so if he is listening, and if he's not, and the rest of you are listening, as Blasco said, you just got to be a little bit patient and then go and follow the structure of that great email that we already talked about. Anyways, blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, look, and, and, and in my example or whatever, this guy's all about himself. I'm looking, you, you know, we, like we, we need help because we're, we're at a dead stop due to the lack of knowledge and resources. But then look at the, look at the knowledge and resources in the good email. They self-funded. They, they, you know, they fan-funded. They self-produced, right? There's no, there's no lack of resources for anyone. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, you're just a fucking lazy bum, like, looking for an easy way out. Obviously, that's all this says to me, right? And, and like, look, overall, just put yourself in the perspective of someone writing to someone else. Like I said earlier, an industry executive has something that you want. A management deal, connections, resources, uh, a record deal, you know what I mean? Like a tour. Like, if you're asking someone for something you have to offer something in return. Like, why would I, you know, why would I even like care what this guy's band is up to whenever he can't even take the time to tell me what's going on? Like, yeah, we're, we're like, do you think I'm just in the, in the knowledge and resource business for, for someone just because they write me an email to whom it may concern? No, no one is. Well well, and I love it. It's a dead stop. It's like he wants you to bring in the AED machine and like, you know, 
you know, charge and then slam it on him and restart his heart. It's like, no, you and I are not paramedics. You know, where we excel is like the guy in the first example where there is business that's happening. There is momentum and we can come in and add value to that. So, oh man, crazy. And look, crazy, crazy. and, And the reason really why I wanted to focus on making this an episode today is because this bad example I get twice a day. Easily, and the good example is one in a hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I've ever had one as good as the good example. Um, so you know that's one that I'm gonna save and and you know present to people. Um, you know for sure. And then you know I'd mentioned that I wanted to you know mention a couple of other things that. I think, you know, industry-wide bands, if you're out there listening, there's things like Reply All that uh, <laughs> I see people like just misuse or don't use all the time. I had a band in the office yesterday and, you know, I was talking with them. I was like, hey, whatever happened with that one thing? And he's like, oh, we took care of it. You know, and it was like with their merchandise company. And I was on the original email from the merchandise company and the dude just took me off. And I was like, that's the way that I keep track of whether or not you know, this thing happened. I didn't have to be directly involved, but had they kept me on copy, um, you know, I wouldn't have had to, to worry about it. So how do you, I mean, for me, if somebody has copied someone in, I always reply all unless it's an introductory email. So, you know, let's say Rennie had sent you an introductory email to the guy, to Michael with, with the, you know, the the example of the good email, what I might do there, if I were you and responding, I would move Rennie to, to blind carbon copy BCC. That way Rennie knows you've responded, but he doesn't have to be on any of the additional dialogue between the two of you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or, or, um, or what I would do is I would hit like a reply all, and, and just specifically talk to Rennie like, hey, man, thanks for the intro. Michael, I'm going to hit you on a separate email. Um, yep. Hope everyone's fucking kicking ass and doing well or whatever. And then, and then I would do a, a completely brand new thread to Michael about what he's got going on and, you know, set up a call or a sit down. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's something that I do as well now that I think about it. But, I mean, do you see people not using Reply All in the way that you – you know, would expect them to or want them to pretty, pretty regularly? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes. I mean, uh, you know, a, a lot of times people don't know what it is. Uh, they don't know that, the, you know, I, I just, I just think it's an, it's an unused tool um, that people either don't understand what it is or, you know, they're just not as versed in e- Like, I mean, look, you, you know, you and I, man, our lives are fucking completely run by emails. Like we live in our inbox you know, probably a lot of band guys don't, you know, they, they, they throw out some text messages here and there. And then an email is a relatively large inconvenience for them. And, um, and them not having the skill level is not a surprise (laughs) to me. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's why I wanted to bring it up. I've had this conversation oddly enough, a few times this week. Um, not only in that merch example, but another one with a publicist and the publicist was joking. She's like, Hey, you should teach a class, you know, on reply all. So I thought it was appropriate that you, you know, wanted to do the episode on the best way to send an email. So I thought that I would at least mention it. So if you're out there, typically if somebody is including someone else, either on the two, uh, part of the email or the CC, they want that person 
to be kept apprised of what's going on. So reply all is is the the way that I would go as opposed to just hitting reply. Yes, and I and as I wrap this up, I would like to say um, my parting shot here is that these are bands sort of unsoliciting or you know hitting up professionals in an unsolicited type of way. This is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Now, the bulk of you that are our loyal listeners here that um, write to me about about including something that they're interested in in the podcast, all of those emails that I get are super awesome. And everyone has conducted themselves in the best way possible. And that's why we're able to use so much of your guys' um, uh, messages that you send in to us. So I just want everyone to know that our listeners that hit us up about uh, content for the podcast, you guys are doing a great job. This is about unsolicited bands, uh, emails to uh, industry professionals. I got one more question for you before we end. How do you feel about people hitting you up on uh, like Facebook Messenger, for instance? Well, that's problematic because I don't check that. Um, and, uh, and it's, you know, like I, I, but whenever I did, I definitely always reply with a, Here's my email address. Hit me up there because Facebook Messenger or or you know or uh, Instagram message or whatever. This is not real. This is not. This is not how we conduct business. <laughs> like, yeah. No. It, okay. That that's me as well. And I'm curious if you know. And we don't have to drag it on too long. But I'm curious if it's a little bit generational for us. I mean, I would agree. Uh, to me, I like to conduct all of my business in email or, you know, if I have to text message. Um, but that's more with, you know, established relationships. I really do despise when people, you know, reach out to me and pitch their band over Facebook messenger. Like you've said a hundred times, it's really easy to find my information, your information, our emails. And that's the way, you know, I would, I would recommend that you write one of those great emails. Even if it was one of those great emails over Facebook messenger, as Blasco just said, it would get lost on him and I would probably, you know, take a month to get back to you. And by then, you know, hope, <laughs> by then who knows what could have happened. Well, that concludes episode 41. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you may have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? As always, thank you for putting this episode together. Uh, You guys can follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Mike O'Loop. And if you are interested in taking your career a bit further, uh, I do offer a number of courses over at OuterLoopCoaching.com. So go check it out. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. 
Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.